of God and let's preach a little bit. See what the Lord's got for us this morning. Take your Bibles, if you would, and open them with me to the book of Ephesians in the New Testament. The book of Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And I'm going to begin reading with verse number 18. Read down through verse number 20. Amen. Reading from the King James this morning. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 18. And here's what the Word of God says. And be not drunk with wine where is in excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the word of God this morning, for the precious promise that you have given us, these exceeding great and precious promises from your word today. Help me today, this morning, to say what you would have me to say to minister your word to your people. And open our hearts to receive it, that our faith may be built up and we will be strengthened in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. There is not a better, I don't think that there's a better Thanksgiving text in all of the Bible than this one that I've read to you this morning. But also, I don't think that there's a harder verse in all the Bible to practice than this one that I've given to you this morning and read to you. In verse number 20, where Paul the Apostle says, "...giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ." In, our, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a, that's a precious word and a precious promise and a command, by the way, but it's also a difficult one for us to keep. I didn't say it was an impossible one. I said it's a difficult one. How many would agree with that today? But that verse gives us the secret, ladies and gentlemen, I believe of a happy and a productive life. When we are in that place where we as believers can give thanks always for all things in the name of Jesus to God the Father, we are in a place of spiritual growth and blessing and a place where God can do great things in our life. There are four different levels of life and each one of us here today are in one of these four categories or four levels. There are people today, hopefully none that are here today, but there are people, and you probably have met them before, who are constantly complaining, constantly uh, grumbling, constantly doing that. Uh, they never have anything good to say or never have anything to thank, be thankful for, but they're always constantly complaining. I remember when we were over at the other church several years ago, there was a guy come in one morning, and immediately, I mean, right off the bat, we had, you know, we, I was standing there in the foyer, and he just started complaining. I don't even remember what. 
he was complaining about, but he just started complaining about something and grumbling and griping. And I just, I didn't say a word. I just stood there and I opened up my Bible to Numbers 11 1 and I just handed him my Bible and I said, read verse 1. And I said, read it out loud. And verse 1 said, and when the people complained, it displeased the Lord and the Lord heard it and his anger was kindled. And so he just folded the Bible up, handed it back to me, and he didn't say anything else. (laughs) Praise God. But we don't want to be in that category. There are people who always complain. We don't want to be there. But then secondly, there are those who just live lives of ingratitude. It's not that they complain about anything, but they just never thank God for the obvious blessings that he gives them in their life. And that's a little better place to be in where you're, you're, you're just, you know, you're not complaining all the time. That's a little bit better place, but not much better. But then there are those people who do thank God for the obvious and apparent blessings that come into their life when something good happens to them. They're grateful, they're thankful. And that's a better level to be in. But the highest level is where we want to be and where the Bible teaches us to be. And in that highest level of life is where we are grateful for everything and for all things at all times. And when you and I can get to that place, then you have learned the secret of true Christian joy and victory in your life. Because I'm going to tell you something today, ladies and gentlemen, that unthankful people are never happy people. Unthankful people are usually filled with bitterness and fear and negativism and self-pity. And there's not that note of happiness or joy or victory in their life. There was a story that I read about a preacher that was on a train one time. And it was a train. He was seated on the train where the seat, you know, face one another and you'll be facing the person, the people that are across from you and he was sitting there facing a couple across from him and there was a well dressed, very good looking gentleman that was that was seated there across for him, from him and next to that man was a magnificently dressed woman she had all kinds of jewelry just just hanging from her and diamond rings on her finger and it was very apparent that she was very well off financially very successful but the thing was the woman there she was complaining about everything she complained about the train ride she complained about the weather she complained about the news and about the food and about the service and nothing suited her she just complained about everything that was going on the preacher sat there, you know, and so he decided that he was going to strike up a conversation with this couple and engage them in some conversation. So he he said to the man, he said, sir, what do you do for a living? And so the man told him what his occupation was. And then the preacher said, well, is this your wife? And he said, yes, this is my wife. And he said, well, what does she do? The preacher asked, well, what does she do for a living? And the man said, well, she's in the manufacturing business. And he said, said, oh, really? He said, that's interesting. He said, what, what does she manufacture? And he said, she manufactures her own unhappiness. 
Now, you know what? That, there's a lot in that because there's a lot of people like that that manufacture their own misery because, why? Because they fail to be grateful. But I want to, uh, to look at some things in this verse of Scripture this morning about our thanksgiving. And because we've got thanksgiving coming up, you know, and it's that time that we are thankful for all things. And, 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 and we need to look at the, at the Scripture and see some things about thanksgiving. And the first thing that I want to ask today is this. When we look at this text in Ephesians chapter 5 is um, when we should be thankful. And the verse tells us when we are to be thankful. And it says giving thanks always. Now that's just pretty simple, isn't it? Pretty straightforward. And so Paul, you know, if, if Paul would have said, well, just be thankful every once in a while or be thankful occasionally or be thankful sometimes. Well, that would have been that wouldn't have been so hard to handle, but that's not what Paul said. But Paul said here in this verse, or the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul said that we are to be thankful always. He uses the word always. And of course, this Thursday is Thanksgiving Day. It's the day that's set aside for us to uh, be thankful. But you know, there's a lot of people that will fix a big meal on Thursday and they will have a turkey and they'll have good food to eat and they'll gather with their families but yet they will not take the time to thank God for his blessings upon their life and you know that day is set aside we set that fourth Thursday aside every every year in November to be at the day of Thanksgiving but let me tell you something ladies and gentlemen that just one day to give thanks is not enough just one day to give thanks is not enough because God has been so good to us that we can't just regulate thanksgiving to one day out of the year. God has blessed us and been so good. How many today say God has been good to me? Amen. We're going to fix a big meal. We're going to get with our kids and our family, you know, on, on Thursday. And we're going to eat until our buttons pop. And we're going to watch, you know, we're going to watch football. And we're going to have a good day. And we're going to be thankful for what God has done. But I'm telling you, that's not going to be the only day or the only time that we give thanks. We want to give thanks unto the Lord every single day of our life. Amen. The Bible tells us in Psalm 68 and 19, it says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with His benefits. See, every single day, God gives us a fresh load of benefits. I want to back up to His loading dock. <laughs> Amen. Every day and say, Here I am, Lord. Give me a fresh load of benefits in my life and blessings in my life today. Jeremiah said in Lamentations 3 and 23, he said, speaking of the mercies of God and the blessings of God, he said, they are new every morning and great is thy faithfulness. See, every morning there's a new, fresh um, a, a load of blessings that God wants to give to you every single day of your life. You know, ladies and gentlemen, every morning the first thing when I get out of bed... 
with my waking thoughts. And when I, when I open my eyes before I've washed the sleep out of my eyes, when my legs swing over the side of that bed and my feet touch the floor, I make it a point every morning to in my heart to lift my heart in praise to God. I don't do it out loud because Vicky's usually still asleep when I get up, but I lift my heart and praise uh, in praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is a habit that I've made in my life, that I've a discipline, I guess you could say, but that the first thing in the morning that I do before I've talked to anybody, before I've answered any emails, before I've looked at Facebook, come on somebody, amen, before I've done anything, checked any phone messages or anything else, the very first thing that I do is give praise to the Lord. I say to the Lord, Lord Jesus, good morning. I love you this morning. I thank you today. I worship you today. I bless you today. I'm going to tell you the day goes a whole lot better when you can start your day out with giving thanks and giving praise unto the Lord. I'm not saying that every morning when I, when I roll out of that bed that I feel like it, but I've made that a point in my heart to start my day with thanksgiving and praise. I'll go in there and turn that coffee pot on, and while I'm waiting for that coffee to brew, go sit on the, uh, uh, in that recliner, get my Bible ready, and before I even open my Bible or drink a cup of coffee, I sit there in the dark of that living room and I just tell the Lord how good He is, and thank him and worship him and praise him. Thank you Jesus for a good night's sleep. Thank you Jesus for a soft warm bed to sleep in. Thank you Jesus that I got a roof over my head. Come on somebody. Thank you Jesus. I praise you Jesus for great is your faithfulness and your mercies are fresh and new every morning and every day of my life. Amen. And that should be your Thanksgiving day, not just on a one Thursday a year, but Thanksgiving day should be 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The apostle Paul said, the name of the Lord is to be praised. And that's what he's telling us and admonishing us and commanding us and exhorting us to do in this text today is to give thanks thanks for all things that he's done at all times always giving thanks unto the Lord. Amen. Praise God. When you pray, your prayer time, mm, I'm feeling something today. Woo, your prayer life and prayer time needs to be a time of thankfulness. To the Lord. I've heard people say before, well, I can't pray 30 minutes because I can't think of enough things to say for 30 minutes. I'm going to tell you what, you can worship Jesus for 30 minutes. You can exalt the Lord and praise the Lord for 30 minutes. And I'll tell you what, it'll do you some good. Come on, amen. 
We should never, ever pray without giving thanks to God in our prayers. Paul said this in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. He said, and this is, by the way, one of my favorite verses of Scripture. Philippians 4, 6, he said, In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, notice that, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. How many folks do you figure that there are that make requests to God, asking God for things, but never take the time to give God thanks for what he's done or what he's going to do in their life? Paul made it, made it pretty plain, pretty clear there in the Bible that we are to offer our supplications, our requests, our petitions to the Lord with thankfulness and with thanksgiving. Let me, let me ask you you a question this morning just answer it to yourself but why would God why would God give us anything else if we never take the time to thank him for what he's already done and what he's already given to us Hey man, have you ever thought about that I mean people that are always some people you know are, are like the little boy that said my name is Jimmy I'll take all that you'll give me Amen. And, and a lot of people are like that in their prayer time. Amen. It's always just, Lord, what I need you to do this. I need you to touch this. I need you to help me with this. And there's nothing wrong with making those requests. But if we're, if we're always asking God and never taking time to thank God for what he's already done, what, what makes us think that he is obligated to do anything else for us? Just think about that. Think about that verse of Scripture where he says there in Philippians 4, 6, In everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. I'm a firm believer that, and I, you know, I, 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 you've got a, I'm trusting everybody here has got a prayer life and a time of prayer. But I'm a firm believer that, that, that 75, 80, or 90% maybe even of your prayer time should be spent in worship and thanksgiving and adoration and praise unto God. But I'm going to tell you what, if you'll spend the majority of your time in prayer uh, thanking the Lord for His blessings, His benefits, His goodness, then those giants and those mountains, somebody needs to say amen right here. I said those giants and those mountains are not going to seem as big and as intimidating to you because when the more you praise God and magnify and thank the Lord, the bigger your God becomes comes in your life and you will experience, hallelujah, faith rising up on the inside of you. Amen. Praise God. We need to take our prayers, ladies and gentlemen, and pull out some of the complaints in our prayers. And yes, sometimes we complain in prayer. I've done it. We need to pull out some of the groans and the moans, and we need to shove into those prayers some hallelujahs. How about sticking some hallelujahs and a few praise the Lord's and some thank you Jesuses and begin to thank God and put some thank yous in our prayers. That is when we are really thankful, thanking God always, every day in our prayers. Whatever we do from the morning to the evening, all through the day, make it a life of thankfulness and thanksgiving unto the Lord, thanking Him. Always can I get an amen. Woo! 
But then that's, that's when we praise Him and when we thank Him. But why should we be thankful? What should our thanks be for? What do we thank Him for? Look again at the text that I read to you and see what he says. He says, giving thanks always. What's the next three words? For all things. Now's when the rubber meets the road, right? What should you thank God for? For all things. But let me clarify this now. It's, he's talking about thanking God for all things. Things that come from God. <laughs> Amen? Because he says to thank Him, to thank Him for all things in the name of Jesus, to God the Father in the name of Jesus. So the things that we are to thank Him for are the things that we get and receive from God. We're not to be thankful for what the devil is doing in our life. Can I get an amen? We're not to be thankful for, for, for the, the, the mess that's in the world today, but we are thankful for all things that come from God. Thank him today for the faith. How many has got faith today? How many of your faith is in Jesus? Your faith is in His finished work, in His blood. Amen? Well, all the things, the benefits that we've talked about, amen, that comes through your faith, you can thank Him for. I'm, I'm going to thank Him that I'm saved. How many can thank Him today that I'm saved? That's the best benefit and blessing you can have today. To know that you have been born again, amen? That your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That's what Jesus told the 70 when they came back from that evangelistic campaign. And they, they were shouting and they were rejoicing because they said, Man, even the devils are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said, Listen, boys, don't rejoice because demons are subject to you. But you need to rejoice if you're you're going to rejoice if you're going to shout rejoice because your name is written down in heaven in the Lamb's book of life and I'm telling you it doesn't matter what you're facing today if your name's written down in heaven if you're a child of God if you're washed in the blood if you're born again you can rejoice in the Lord and give thanks unto the Lord because you are a child of God amen Amen. Praise God. Paul said there to speak in verse 19, to speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and sing and make melody in your heart unto the Lord. See, listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a child of the King today, if you're a child of Almighty God, whatever your condition is, whatever you're going through, it doesn't matter. If you're saved, you ought to be able to thank God every moment of every day, no matter what you're going through. Hallelujah. Well, Brother Rick, I can't find anything to thank God for. Then thank Him that you're saved. Thank Him that He reached down His hand and picked you up out of the miry clay and washed you in the blood of Jesus and that you're not going to hell. That's one good thing to thank Him for. I was on my way to hell, but I'm not going to hell anymore. I'm going to spend eternity with the Lord. Jesus Christ, I can thank Him that I'm saved, that 
become a child of God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank him for the provisions that he gives you in his life. Does, any, does anybody ever thank God for your food? That you got something to eat? Huh? I'm kind of like, you know, we pray over our meals, you know, and thank the Lord, don't, you know, that God's given us something to eat. Kind of like Brother Ron Auk one time. <laughs> Brother Ron's with the Lord now. But Brother Ron, he's ministered here at this church a few times in prayer seminars. He said he told his wife one time when they was carrying all the groceries in, he said, here's all these bags of groceries sitting there in the kitchen. And he says, why don't we just pray and thank God over all of it right now, and then we won't have to do that at every meal. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Pretty blessed food. Praise God. But, uh, you know, we thank God because he's provided. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. If you've got something to eat, you need to be thankful to God. We're talking about what? Giving thanks to God for what? For all things. And sometimes we take some of these things for granted. Yeah, we've got plenty of food to eat. I think you can tell that by looking at me, looking at most of us, amen, that we've got plenty to eat. God has blessed us with provision. Do you ever think about? Do you ever stop to think about the water that you drink? That you can just go to the tap and turn the tap on and get you some good cool water to drink or go to your, you know, now we've got the refrigerators that have the ice and the water in the, in the door and get you some ice and get you some cold water or you go buy bottled water and you just get you a bottle and drink it, praise God. We've got, you know, we, we've got plenty of water to drink. How many times do we ever stop just to thank the Lord for the water that we have to drink? Just think about that. Do you understand, do you realize that in India and in many other of the countries and nations and countries in the world that 75 to 80 percent of the population don't have pure drinking water. Do you realize that? We take so many things for granted. In India, two million people a year die just from the water-related diseases and from drinking polluted water. See, this morning, glory to God, when I got up this morning, and hopefully everybody did, you got up this morning, and you went to the bathroom and you got your toothbrush and you turned that faucet on and you brushed your teeth and you got you a glass of water and rinsed your mouth out with some, with some fresh water. But 50% of the population of the world do not even have running water in their homes. 50% or more of the population. But thank God for the basics. Thank God for the things that God has given to us and how blessed we are as a people, as the people of God here in the United States of America. I know people in the past, there's been preaching uh, uh, the prosperity message and, and how that, that, you know, you can tell, that people can tell where you are in your faith by how prosperous that you are. But I'm telling you, there's millions today of born-again believers in this world that don't have running water or a car to drive or a roof over their head or a bed to sleep in. They're sleeping on dirt floors on a mat. Some of them are in a prison locked up somewhere for their test 
testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I, I think it's great that God has blessed us the way he has in America, but we cannot take our blessings for granted, ladies and gentlemen, when we've got water to drink and food to eat and a soft, nice, warm bed to sleep in and a roof over our head. Many people don't have that today. Thank him for everything, for all things. You can find something to be thankful for today. Come on, yeah. Woo, hallelujah. Thank him for the basic things, for the simple things. Thank him for that sink full of dirty dishes. That's right. There's a lot of people in the world today that like to have some dirty dishes because that means that they had something to eat. Thank him for the food that you have. Thank him for your family. I know this is a little simple message today, but I, it makes me feel good. Thank him for your friends, for your family. That's one of the greatest things about being a Christian. Being a child of God is that we're a member of a church and we have, we have friends and family in the church. Friends that are in Christ Jesus. I love this church. I love you all. I tell you what, our church family, I just want you to know this. Our church family means the world to Vicki and I. You guys have always been there for us. When Vicki had that, that transplant back in April, man, I'm telling you, I, 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 can, I can pull some grub together, but I'm not the best. But I did learn to do some things when, when Vicki was laid up from that surgery. I learned how, Brother Bill learned how to make milk gravy, sausage gravy. Amen. And uh, learned how to do some things and got to where I could whip up a pretty mean breakfast. Amen. But that was about all I had to worry about. You know why? Because you guys, our church family, fixed meals and brought food and, and, and fattened us up and took care of us. Are you hearing me? There was food came in every day and good food and, and, and pies and cakes and all kinds of stuff. This church family took care of us. And I thank God for my family today. Day, my church family, for you all here at Abundant Life Family Church, amen, there's not anything better today than being a part of the family of Almighty God and knowing that you are in that family today, amen. Oh, I thank him today for our church family and for our kids, our kids and grandkids. I mean, he's got, got them grandbabies, huh? You're thankful for those kids and those grandbabies. I, I said this Wednesday night, I said, you know, one guy said that the reward, uh, grandbabies, grandchildren are the reward that God gives us for not killing our kids. <laughs> Amen. But you know what? We have them today. And here's the thing about family. We have them today. We may not have them tomorrow. So we need to be thankful. And we need to love them while they are here. Amen. And be thankful for them. I don't think, I don't believe there's a day goes by that I don't give thanks to God for my wife. I appreciate my wife. I love my wife. I thank God for giving her to me and putting her in my life every single day. I praise God for her. I thank God. God for our children. I thank God for those grandkids. I thank God for that family. Amen. Yes. 
They may not be living. Those kids may not right now be living the way I'd like for them to be living. But I thank God for them and I pray for them every day and I'm believing God's working and I believe in God's turning their lives around. <laughs> Praise God. Be thankful for those kids. Be thankful for that family. Be thankful for all that God has done in your life. Can I get an amen? Oh, hallelujah. How blessed we are. How blessed we are. So many things that we should thank God for. Do you know why we thank Him for all things? I had some more stuff here. I'm not, I got to get cut to the chase here and get done. But the reason we thank Him for all things is because He's working all things together according to His will and purpose and for our good in our life, even when we don't understand. In, in chapter 1 of Ephesians, verse 11, he said this. Paul said that he, speaking of God, worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. He's working things out according to his will. That's why we can thank him for all things and in everything, whether you understand it or not, in every situation you can give him thanks because God is working in it all. Romans 8 and 28 says that we know and we know, not that we hope or think, but we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are the called according to his purpose. Didn't say that all things were good, but it does say that he works all things together for our good. Amen? One of the greatest acts of faith that you can ever perform in your life, saints, is just to simply say to the Lord, God, no matter what, even when I don't understand it, I will praise you. I I will bless you. I will thank you. I will worship you in all things and in every situation. Don't let the devil ever be in that place where he gets you to complain and to murmur against God. But in everything, in all things, give thanks to the Lord. Knowing that God is working in your life. Do you love him? Are you called of him? Are you in his will? and his purpose are you his son his daughter his child then if you are he's got you in the palm of his hand hallelujah dwelling in the secret place of the most high under the shadow of the almighty and God is going to take care of you in your life and your situation whoo hallelujah amen I may not understand the things that may be happening in my life the way they are. But I know you're going to take. This is what you've got to believe. I know, God, you're going to take what the enemy meant for evil. And you'll turn it into good. Amen? I've said this before. I wouldn't take a bag of gold medal flour. Just take a tablespoon and eat it. I wouldn't pull out just a can of arm and hammer bacon powder, take a big spoon of it and eat it. I wouldn't pull a can of 
Hershey's chocolate cocoa out of the cabinet and just take a big spoon by itself and eat it, I wouldn't drink <laughs> I wouldn't drink vegetable oil by itself out of the bottle. Maybe somebody do. I don't know. I, I don't think that would taste very good. Amen. I wouldn't take just a big spoonful of salt and put it in my mouth. But you know what? You can take it. All those ingredients are fine and good, but they don't taste good by themselves. But you take that flour and that salt and that sugar and that cocoa and that shortening and that baking powder and you put that all together and mix it up, put some eggs in there, you know, and, and some milk or whatever, water, put that in the oven and you've got a good chocolate cake. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Put a little frosting on that thing. You've got a good chocolate cake, man. I'm telling you. Now that tastes good. Tastes good. And that's how God can take all the stuff that wouldn't taste good within itself, but He can work it all together where it comes out good. I'm telling you, God knows what He's doing. And we can give Him thanks in every situation because He knows. He knows how the end result is going to come out and how it's going to turn out. Amen? He knows the future. Can I get an amen? And all these things, Paul said, in spite of everything that goes, we're killed like sheep, we're slaughtered like sheep all the day long. But he said, in spite of all these things and in all these things, we're still more than conquerors through him that loved us. Praise God. That's enough to give God thanks for. Paul didn't just teach it, but Paul practiced it. He was, I was started reading the book of Philippians this morning. It's a book that's full of the joy of the Lord and admonition, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And the theme of that book is joy. But Paul wrote it from a real Roman prison. The prisoners, the prison house, the beatings, all that he went through, nothing can stop him from giving thanks to God. For God had him in his hand. Amen. Paul even made that statement. I just read it this morning reading Philippians. He made that statement. He said that, that, that everything that's happened to me has turned out for the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you, the devil can't win. I said the devil can't win. Hallelujah. We don't understand everything that's happening. We don't understand why some things happen. That's what faith's all about. It's trusting in the Lord. 24 years ago, on the last Sunday of November, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, 1997, our 16-year-old daughter, Rachel, had a car accident on Double E Highway. Coming in back into Farmington, she wasn't speeding, she wasn't drinking, she wasn't doing drugs. She was just a 16-year-old inexperienced driver that ran off the road, tried to correct, overcorrected, and the car flipped out in the field. Rachel was, you know, we got that, we got that phone call about 11.30 at night on that Sunday night that every parent dreads to get. And it wasn't from any authorities and it wasn't from the hospital. It was just from a person that lived on Double E Highway. They called and said, and I don't know how, they, I don't remember, it's been 24 years ago, but 
I don't remember exactly how they found out who it was, but this woman that lived out there called us and said, is this Rick Hensley? I said, yes. said, your daughter has been in an automobile accident out here on Double E Highway, and they've taken her to the hospital. I called the hospital, and the hospital informed me that she had been airlifted to Barnes Hospital in St. Louis. So Craig Wilson got us, and we were not in really much shape to drive, so he took us up there, and uh, we got there, and she didn't have a scratch on her, but when she didn't have her seatbelt on, she was thrown out of the car, of the vehicle. She hit her head, had a head injury, and was brain dead. We had to deal with a difficult situation that night and uh, of what to do. Do we turn off? She was on the ventilator. Do we turn that off? What do we do? All of this. The transplant people were there wanting us to, to donate her organs and all of this. It was a lot to process and comprehend on that night. But to make a long story short, we did take her off the ventilator, and she did not survive, but she passed away and died as a result of the injury she had sustained in that accident. And it was, as I said, the Sunday. This was now the Monday before Thanksgiving, and because of the holiday, we couldn't have her funeral until after Thanksgiving. So I thought, my, my thoughts were, here's, you know... You deal with a lot of different things and emotions, and my thoughts were, we'll, we're canceling Thanksgiving. We're just not going to have it. I mean, we've got a daughter that's, that's gone. She's laying in the funeral home, and uh, so we just won't have Thanksgiving. That was my first, uh, my initial reaction and thought. But we talked about it, and we talked about how that, that Thanksgiving was one of her f- main favorite holidays, times to be together. She loved it. And so we decided we'll go ahead, just, just like always, that we'll go ahead and we'll prepare the meal and we'll prepare the turkey and the ki- our other kids will come over. And so all the kids came to our house that, that year and we fixed Thanksgiving dinner just as we had always done. But the hardest thing to do for us to do was that afternoon, and it's still embedded in my mind how that, that afternoon when it came time to eat, that we all gathered around that table full of food, and we sat down together as a family and sat there to bow our heads and give thanks to God for His blessings. Everything within me said, I can't do this. But you know what? We bowed our heads and I led the family in a prayer of thanksgiving to God for the blessings of God on our life. We did that that day. No, let me tell you, it was not easy. Yes, we were hurting. We were hurting terribly because our daughter, our youngest daughter, was not with us. There was an empty place at our thanksgiving table. But we could still give thanks to God even in the midst of this because we did know, even though she wasn't with us, we knew where she was. Are you listening to me? Because that summer before, she had went to youth camp, gotten saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. She was working in the youth group at the church where we were attending at that time. She was bringing her friends to church. She was bringing them to youth. I mean, 
she was working for the Lord. She was talking about Jesus all the time. That's what made it difficult for me to understand. But I'm going to tell you what. I don't understand everything. I can't figure everything out. But one thing I do know that her faith was in Christ and she loved Jesus as a 16-year-old girl. And I do know this, that when she, that when she drew her last breath in that hospital room, she immediately opened her eyes in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and she's there in heaven today waiting on her the rest of her family to get there are you listening to what I'm saying today amen hey I see it wasn't easy it was it wasn't an easy thing to do but we could still bow our head and give thanks and what I'm trying to say is this and I thought about some folks in this church that this will be the first Thanksgiving that some of you have had without a loved one without a family member but I'm going to tell you what you but you know where they're at you can still give thanks you can still praise the Lord because they're safe in the arms of Jesus and I've got news for you saints it ain't going to be long till we're all going home I said it ain't going to be long till we're all going home I thank him because I know he's coming back again he's going to come and get us and we're all going to be with the Lord amen hallelujah hallelujah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the worship team to make their way back. Listen, there's a fable that I read about. It's a fable about a man who discovered, discovered the devil's born, barn, if I can talk. He discovered, he found the devil's barn where the devil kept his seeds. Now many know Satan sows seeds. The evil one sows seeds in people's thought life and in their minds. And this man found the devil's barn and... He found one very large group of seeds in that barn. So the man said to Satan, he said, what are all those seeds? The devil said, those are the seeds of discouragement. He said, I love to sow seeds of discouragement everywhere I go. I sow seeds of discouragement. They're the, they're the most prosperous seed that I have to sow discouragement in people's lives. The man said to Satan, well, do those seeds of discouragement always sprout? And the devil said to him, he said, well, almost always. But there's one place where they hardly ever sprout. And the devil said, well, what? Or the man said to the devil, said, well, what place is that? And the devil said, they hardly ever will sprout in a heart that is filled with gratitude and thanksgiving and praise. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? The devil can't get those seeds of doubt and discouragement to sprout in your life if you'll be a Christian that will give thanks to God in everything and in every situation in your life. And I know you're sitting here today because we've all missed it in this area. We've all complained and we've all went through stuff where we just couldn't seem to find it within us to give that praise to God or that thankfulness to God. And you're sitting here today saying, Brother Ricky, I wish I could do that. I don't know how I'm going to do that. How is that possible? Well, I'm going to tell you how it's possible. And in that text that we read, going back to verse 18, here's how it's possible. Because he said this, And be not drunk with wine. Where is in excess, but be filled with the Spirit.
speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody unto the Lord with all of your heart and in your heart giving thanks always. See, here's the key, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to be able to have that thankfulness in every aspect of life, hallelujah, you, it's not something that's natural. It's something that's supernatural. You can't conjure it up within the flesh. You can't make it happen within the flesh. It's only something can happen by you being filled with the Spirit of God. That's what brings joy in our life. This kind of gratitude that I'm talking about today is, is supernatural and it takes supernatural power. And when you and I get filled up and overflowing and under the control of the Holy Spirit, thanksgiving to God becomes inevitable. Anyone that's full of thanksgiving, you can count on it. Anybody that's constantly singing praises to the Lord and worshiping the Lord and thanking God. You can count on it. Count on it. They are filled with the Holy Spirit because He's the one that puts the song in your heart and the joy in your mouth and the spring in your sip and the dance in your feet. It's the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We need that fullness today and that thankfulness today and that joy today. Hallelujah. You can praise your way through life. Amen. And it will flow from within you if you'll just get full of the Holy Spirit. He'll fill you with an attitude of gratitude. Can you say amen? Woo. Let's stand this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, lift your hands and praise Him. Let me tell you something. You don't have to understand what you're going through today, and maybe you don't. But the Bible says, in all things give thanks. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name and through the name of the Lord Jesus. Preacher, you may say, Brother Ricky, you don't know the trouble I have. No, I probably don't. But I'm going to tell you something. I didn't write this text. The Apostle Paul wrote this from prison. He wrote this Ephesian book from prison. He'd been mistreated. He'd been beaten and abused. But he could still, he could still, he could still, he told the Galatians, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus where he had been whipped and beaten for the cause of Christ. But he could still give thanks in all things and praise the Lord in all things. Amen. Are you thankful today? Are you thankful today? Praise God. Father, thank you today for your people today that are here and for the Spirit of God that you've given us to fill us with thankfulness. We ask your blessing today upon this congregation, everyone that is here. We know you've already done great things in this service, in our lives. We're asking you today to fill us with an attitude of gratitude and thankfulness and praise to you today. We thank you for that. Those that are going through difficulties today, Lord, fill each one with your spirit and with the joy of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. They're going to sing something. Let's worship him today.
as we dismiss this morning, as we're preparing to dismiss, just ask God today to fill you with His Spirit. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, ask Him to fill you with His Spirit today. Lift your hands today as you sing and give thanks to Him today for His blessings. Thank Him that you're saved. Thank Him that your name's in heaven. Thank Him that you got a house to live in and clothes to wear and food to eat and water to drink and a good warm house and bed to sleep in. And Praise God. Just thank Him. Thank Him for all things in Jesus' name. Let's worship Him. Your love is devoted Like a ring of solid gold like a vow that is tested, like a covenant of old, your love is enduring through the winter rain and beyond the horizon. For mercy for today, and faithful you have been, and faithful you will be. You pledge yourself to me. That's why I sing your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. you father the orphan your kindness makes us whole you shoulder our weakness and your strength becomes our own and you're making me like you clothing me in white bringing beauty from ashes for you will have your bride free of all her guilt and rid of all her shame and known by her true name and it's why i sing your praise will ever be on my lips ever be on my lips your praise will ever be on my lips ever be on my lips your praise will ever be on my lips ever be on my lips your praise will Ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips, and you will be praised. You will be praised with angels and saints. We sing, Worthy are you, Lord. You will be praised. You will be praised with angels and saints. We sing, Worthy are you, praise today. God bless you today. Thank you. Thank you for being here today on this Thanksgiving Sunday. 
If you have a basket or a box, a food box to pick up, just pull around to the side. Brother Hank will be over here. Pop your trunk open or your hatch or whatever. They'll put your box in there. Thank you today for your attentiveness and uh, helping me to preach this morning. Thank you for the amen in me. Appreciate that. Come back tonight. And I've got three messages left. I'll pick one of them tonight, okay? Whatever the Lord leads.